Hi, this is a Minus Million Dollar Idea podcast about startups and people who make it and break it. This podcast will share honest war stories, painful learnings and dreams, ongoing or dead, from people I've met in my last 12 years working in the tech startup bubble. Minus Million Dollar Idea podcast is where real, everyday startup people share, cry, laugh and inspire, maybe with an occasional cheeky drink. Hello everyone from sunny Malma. I know it's been a while, but I'm super excited to be back and dropping second season of my podcast. Today, I will be speaking with Jenny Yan, a staple of Malmo startup community. She is an entrepreneur, a founder, and a champion for female representation. And it's been really an honor to get to know her a little bit uh, better. Um, so on today's episode, we will discuss her love for the Nordics, why Malmo is so special, and also the importance of diversity. And she will always also give you some hands-on advice. Malmo is a super international and diverse city. So 30% of its inhabitants um, are born abroad, uh, which I believe brings so much perspective, but also drive uh, to build and create. And this is why we have so many innovations here uh, and so many amazing founders and their teams. Mm, and uh, actually, recently, Unconventional Ventures, um, uh, it's a micro VC fund from Copenhagen, they po- uh, published this report, and it said that all women and mixed founding teams are more than twice as likely to fund an impact company. Uh, but the share of funding they receive remains very low. Uh, so here we have it. Um, ethically diverse founding teams provide greater returns at acquisition and IPO levels, outperforming all white founders. Malmo is representing, and this season I want to talk about. I'm gonna. I will be talking to amazing people that contribute to its growth. So please enjoy. Um, subscribe and send me your feedback and questions. Okay, here we go. That's uh, that's good. And I I will try not to laugh too loud and not to scream because (laughs) I am a screamer. (laughs) You got like, and you know, when I was, when I was little, I actually went uh, to restaurants with with my Russian and Jewish family and they would, I would say to them, you're so loud. You're so loud, like, keep it down. And now when I go out with my husband and his Swedish family, they're like, Vic, you're too loud. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. All right. But when I grow up, I want to be you. Because you are so fucking incredibly impressive and such a go-getter and a globetrotter and a fun story. I read about you that you actually backpacked through Brazil. Like you lived in uh, in Finland, in Sweden, and you like you've been all over, and you've done amazing things. So I would really today like for our listeners to hear about your story because it's fascinating. And also, you're CEO of Scona Startups, and you've been really building our local community here. And don't quote me on it, but apparently we're called the Silicon Valley of Europe. So I would like to learn like as much as possible about it. Why is it special and like what's up? Tell me your story, Jenny. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for uh, having me here. Uh, super excited to 
have this conversation with you uh, right here. Um, and thank you for the wonderful introduction. Uh, a bit of my background, I'm originally from China and the, I came to Sweden to pursue my master's studies. Mm -hmm. And the, I was very fortunate enough that I met a Swedish mentor who nudged me into the path of entrepreneurship. Okay. And I ended up started a company in Gothenburg and I was a part of a Chalmers Venture Incubator. Okay. Uh, and we received a pre-seed funding to work on the uh, startup idea for, for some time. Uh, and so you're also a founder. Uh, th that was a long time ago uh, when, when I finished my master's studies. Okay. So, so what was the, com the startup that you founded? So the idea was to build a marketplace to connect uh, students and mentors because okay. that was the problem I experienced myself when I was a student, that I was in need of a mentor and mm -hmm. I thought it would be super cool to build a marketplace that uh, all the students can be connected to potential mentors. So that was the idea and we, we spent some time in Chalmers Ventures to, uh, to work on the idea and then eventually uh, we commercialized it. Um, yeah, so I worked on that for, for a few years. Okay. That's amazing. Where is it now? It, I, I, I stopped working on that since the beginning of 2019. Um, the reason was that the, uh, uh, we have pivoted business, uh, several times. And in the end, we ended up uh, offering consultancy services for Chinese students. Uh, and the, I was not so sure if that's something I want to spend another three years working on. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and so, so, so I stopped that and the, I was looking for opportunities. Oh, so what should I do next? I have always been very interested in, uh, in entrepreneurship, in venture capital, and the, I uh, end up working in Helsinki in a trade promotion agency called okay. Helsinki Business Hub, uh, which is now called Helsinki Partner. And my role was uh, uh, to support entrepreneurs in Finland and also build relationships with international investors and help them to understand what are the opportunities they should look into uh, mm -hmm. in, when it comes to investing in startups in Finland. Okay, that's really that's really cool. So how long have you been in... Uh, so so you, you were born in China and then you studied a bit in China and then you won a, uh, the grant, right, to go and study? You do your masters exactly. Okay, exactly. and uh, so how long have you been in Helsinki in the in the hub, and like, what was the best part of it? Yeah. So so actually, uh, when I was working in Helsinki, uh, that was not my first time. So mm -hmm. back in two thousand eleven, I actually did an internship in Finland uh, when I was a student. So I worked in uh, volunteered internship work a little bit yeah. in Finland already. So I kind of know. A little bit of the, uh, the the Finnish culture, so okay. to say. 2011. So you've been in the Nordics like forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like that in Chinese there's a word called yuanfen. Uh, it means that you have certain connection with certain certain people, certain things. Yeah. And I think uh, I have yuanfen with the Nordics. This is why I couldn't leave. Oh, I love it. I yeah. always end up coming back here. Uh, so so yeah. So 2011, I was already a. a working in, in Finland. Uh, but I came back uh, to Finland in 2019 uh, to work. Uh, and I was working in Helsinki for a year. And the, the innovation ecosystem there um, was quite established, I would say. 
Okay. Uh, at least when I was there, uh, they have already built uh, Maria Zero One, which is the is what they call the largest Nordic startup campus, which they brought uh, all the larger corporations, uh, banks, law firms, and many different startups all in one campus, which I thought was super impressive. So if yeah. you go to a canteen, a, a restaurant, cafeteria mm-hmm. in that startup campus, uh, you will be able to meet all sorts of entrepreneurs. Uh, you could meet somebody who just closed $20 million of funding and you can just approach them and ask. So early, them. like in, wow. Okay. Exactly. So, so that was a, a, a quite impressive yeah. a, uh, for me I, uh, just to witness uh, how, how, how this could change a startup ecosystem, how important uh, that is to bring mm-hmm. the entire community together to share knowledge. And then of course, uh, Helsinki is very famous for its slush. Uh, and yeah. just to be, be part of that ecosystem and seeing there's so many different uh, stakeholders involved in supporting uh, entrepreneurs, not only the slush, mm-hmm. but there are many other uh, different organizations uh, being started and uh, work on different projects supporting entrepreneurs. Uh, that was a very good learning experience. Uh, and actually Slush, uh, so it's been going for a while now, right? Exactly. And uh, now it's one of the events for our listeners uh, who maybe haven't heard about it. But Slush is the place to be for uh, for startups. I think for like Series uh, uh, Seed seed and maybe Series A, right? Or yeah, I think all kind of uh, yeah. funding. Yeah, I think for all kinds of startups, I think this year they will probably have 20,000 participants. Wow. And so it's a gigantic mega event. So in 2019, uh, my previous company has uh, it had a booth, uh, a small booth in, in Slush. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, our team investor service, uh, we we're very lucky to, to be able to participate in the event. And okay. Uh, just meet uh, so many international investors as well as so many uh, entrepreneurs and the one good thing is that uh, i remember when me and my colleague were in a, a work trip in san francisco and we mentioned about slush to an uh, investor in san francisco and this investor said oh yeah yeah i will be there i don't want to miss it uh, so 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 just yeah. to, to see this feeling that the uh, this little bit of fear of missing out, like investor in San Francisco would fly all the way to Helsinki in a very, very dark and miserable month. Is it the sauna <laughs> as well? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because that's like a, 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 the most horrible time in, in Helsinki in terms, of, in terms of the weather. Absolutely. Um, but the people would uh, be so excited, so looking mm-hmm. forward to be there. Uh, and I think just to be there, at least for me, to witness that, mm-hmm. was, that was a, a, a fantastic. Okay, so this is a, uh, we should be sponsored by Slush, I think. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> think I don't think Slush needs to. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, if you're a founder and you're thinking of which events to go to, you should definitely consider Slush and Sounds maybe okay. actually investing and getting a booth there. Yeah, I think that would be quite expensive for startups. Yes. Maybe apply for the, uh, I think there's a pitching competition for startups. Yeah, that's the best way. Yeah. You're absolutely right. (laughs) I was like, get the booth, get to. (laughs) I'm in marketing, you know, we're like, let's, let's, let's get it all. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, All right. So what happened after Helsinki? 
Uh, so my original plan uh, after Helsinki was actually traveling, uh, but then the pandemic came. Uh, uh, so, so that plan didn't continue anyway. Yeah. Uh, and uh, somehow I found out about this opportunity in Malmo with Spawn Startups. Mm -hmm. And uh, to be very honest with you, at the very beginning, I hesitated because, I mean, why would anybody wants to go to Malmo? I mean, um, <laughs> uh, it, it, it starts raining in October and it maybe ends at midsummer uh, in, Ju in June. So yeah, why? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and also, uh, I think Malmo, I think you have to be honest, Malmo doesn't have the uh, international reputation yeah. um, in comparison to many other places as the innovation hub. Definitely. Uh, so, so I was not I was not very aware or educated about uh, the tech ecosystem in Malmo, but the job itself sounded sounds so interesting. Uh, I think after I saw the job a month later, I emailed the previous uh, CEO say, "Hey, is the position still opening?" Mm -hmm. And the, I ended up applying and the, uh, had a bunch of interviews and end up coming to Malmo in twenty twenty November. Okay, 2020 November. All right. So it's still in the midst of uh, COVID. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, but I think, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I think in, yeah, you know, very beginning it was quite difficult mm -hmm. because I didn't know anybody here and it was also during pandemic. Yeah. So it was very hard to meet people. Uh, but in the past two years, uh, now looking back, I realized, oh, wow, I met so many good people here in the community and i really grateful for that uh, and i must tell you i was so um impressed when we met a few weeks back at female nordic investment summit and uh, you took a picture of your team that are like majority women as well exactly and like the community that you guys build and it was it was so fun it was really impressive and like uh, i think uh, it was Rode also Hi, Roda, if you're listening. <laughs> um, thanks for introducing Jenny and me, actually. Um, and I think you said, like, yeah, Jenny knows everyone. Like, she's, she's building this community in Malmo. Um, so tell me, why is it special? Like, what changed? Did your mind change? Like, what, what changed? Yeah, I think after two years in Malmo, eh, or in Squam, that region, mm -hmm. uh, I've come to realize that, wow, there's so much. Uh, it has happened here and still happening here. Uh, I think uh, what makes uh, Squangne region, but in this case, specifically Malmo, so special is that first of all, it's an incredibly diverse uh, city. Mm -hmm. I, the vibe you get when you walk on the street here, the, the air you breathe is different. Uh, it's different than any other Nordic city I've lived. Uh, I've, I've, so I lived in Linköping, Gothenburg, uh, Helsinki, Oulu, and yeah. of course visited many other uh, Nordic cities. But I would say Malmö really has its own uniqueness. And it's hard to describe if you don't come here, if you don't live here, uh, if you don't uh, uh, see the people here and mm -hmm. see, see how we interact with, experience the interaction day to day with the local people here, you wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't feel it. I feel like it has a bit of magic. 
I agree with you. And I don't know, like I I lived and I'm absolutely in love with Warsaw because I lived in Warsaw for like 10 years and it also has a special spice in it. I don't know. I don't know what is it like a special ingredient or something. And I moved here with for obviously for a boy. Uh, <laughs> that's what we independent women do, right? We move for a boy, and uh, I moved to Lund, and uh, all love to Lund, but I never felt like home. And then a year ago, we moved to Malmo, mm -hmm. and I just felt like a fish in the water. And it reminds me of Warsaw a bit, of maybe those undervalued cities, exactly, um, that like have people that really fall in love with them and mm -hmm. want to build around them and want to make them better. Exactly, like commitment is here. Yeah. And I think that makes the city so special, the, the extreme diverse part of it. Uh, when it comes to day-to-day -day life, if you want to, I mean, Mama has the best falafel, uh, right? Mm -hmm. but if you want any sort of uh, Ethiopian food, uh, there is. If you want to, uh, like food from all around the world, right? There's such option available in Mama. Yeah. Uh, and then because of uh, such diverse, a, a diverse population here then you have so many people coming together uh, discussing very different ideas and you can hear a different point of perspective which i don't think i've experienced that in other other places yeah uh, i think that's one of the at least from my perspective that's one of the key reasons why it makes mama so special to me i feel welcomed mm -hmm. Uh, for me, it also was that everyone speaks English, but also everyone speaks with an accent. <laughs> Do you know, like you don't feel, you don't feel, I don't feel weirded out uh, that I like just start speaking my English with my accent, yeah. like everyone else. And like everyone is kind of, uh, we're all Malmo gang, but we are the, the, um, how to say it? Like we're foreigners, but we're, we're all together in it. I don't know. Exactly. I think it, there's a city in China called Shenzhen, mm -hmm. and the Shenzhen is this uh, a uh, this migrant city. Um, but then, because of that, you have uh, the best people coming from all around China to be in Shenzhen, try to uh, make a living, make the, make a better life. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you the, the city absorbed uh, lots of highly skilled and ambitious young people all around yeah. the world in Malmo. And I think, uh, uh, yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah, I, th this is what I mean. Uh, uh, I'm a white woman, you know, but uh, so for me, just like speak about diversity is like I don't want to be cringe about it. But um, I think like the real diversity is so important because I never learn more than like um, this panel as well. I'm, I keep coming back to the Nordic Female Investment Summit. Yeah. And when uh, women of color spoke about their experience in gaining investment in, you know, and how like diversity is important and representation matters, mm -hmm. it really does. But like on a, on a human and a real level, not like feeling, not being on a leaflet or, and Malma, I think, provides that in, I hope, like, it's not perfect, but it, it, it provides that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think every city has its uh, uh, things that the, the city should work on and improve. It's not perfect, like you said. Um, but I think it's certainly better than many other places. Yeah, so basically what we're saying as well, that um, if you're a founder mm -hmm. with a diverse background, 
then Malma is a place. Yeah. Right. It's totally. it's a place to like consider to starting your startup here because also there's support networks like Scona startups and many others that you like you can get funding. Yeah, and I think it, the diverse population is just one factor makes Malma so special. Mm -hmm. And the other factors is that uh, there's, I mean, in comparison to other larger cities, uh, there's there are less support organizations in Malma just because the size of the city is only yeah. 350,000 people. Um, and After Lund, it, it feels really big. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> respectfully. <laughs> and, and there's so many support organizations mm -hmm. uh, all around. Um, I mean, there's Mink, the startup house in Malma, which they have so many different programs supporting mm -hmm. all stage of entrepreneurs. Uh, and there's a, a, of course, one startups, and then a, we try to direct people into uh, the right organization, which they can receive relevant support. Uh, and then you have a, a, at the uni university level, you have Brief Husset, is a student incubator in Malma University. And then you have a venture lab, which is student incubator in Lund University. Yeah. Um, and the, so whether you are very, very early stage, uh, uh, startups, uh, with only idea, uh, and then you, you can still have many different support organizations offering different programs to support you. But if you are a little bit later stage, I think the, uh, idea and innovation, they have recently launched a scale up program. Mm -hmm. which they offer more support for more established business. Yeah. Okay. There are so many different program, uh, uh, different program being started. Uh, I, I feel like if the idea, if you have like an idea that is good, good mm -hmm. and it holds, mm -hmm. you should try Yeah. because there's so many resources here. Exactly. And then you have Copenhagen, yeah. uh, just across. So then you can kind of use that network as well. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right. And, uh, Gothenburg is not that far away. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think, uh, so like location is really great, uh, for, so for being a hub and using all the resources available around. Exactly. Um, I think especially uh, there are not so many, uh, venture capital investors facing Malmö, mm -hmm. but like you said, uh, there are many more in Copenhagen, which is only 20 minutes away by train. Right. So if you want to meet some investors, uh, they're there, you know, yeah. they're not very far away from you. Um, and then Gothenburg, I don't, I, don't, I, I, I have no idea. I, I honestly, I, I've only been in the, in, in the, the amusement park once okay. and, I, and, and all I wanted was to see a real reindeer because I've never seen one okay. and my husband promised me because it was like Christmas time and it wasn't there. Yeah. And then it was my first time in Sweden for Christmas Mini's family. Ah, and then there was this Glug stand. So Glug uh, in Sweden, it's the mulled uh, red wine, yeah. right? But in Poland, when you go and have it, or in like Germany, it's with alcohol. But in Sweden, it's without. So I would have had like 10 and I, and I go to him and I'm like to my husband, I'm like, hold up, what's wrong? Cause I'm so, I'm like, I'm not even tipsy. And he's like, oh, I don't understand why you had so many because they, like it's alcohol free. <laughs> Welcome to Sweden. <laughs> Welcome to Sweden. Alcohol free arena, you know. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, there are good and bad things, but it's uh, yeah. So this is my only relation to Gothenburg. Okay. I know, but I would obviously I would like to learn, but I feel like there's so much happening here 
in our community and also in terms of events. And you just organized a new event, the drop. Yes. Could you tell us a bit more because it's like super exciting. It's focused on climate. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, so we're work, a strong startup is working with a few uh, different organizations uh, such as the Pale Blue Dots, Regions Guang Ne, Aomi, and the Twenty One Fifty. All together, uh, also branding agency Revolt. Mm-hmm. All together, uh, we we initiate initiated and started this uh, uh, the drop conference okay. with a key focus on climate tech. So we had, I think, more than six hundred people. Um, more than six, more than six hundred people came to Malma, and I think more than fifty percent of the guests are international guests. First time wow. in Malma, first uh, event, exactly. Wow! So, so that was uh, quite successful, uh, in my view. Yeah, it's so, no, no, it's super impressive. Um, so, did you have like a startup competition, or how how did it work? So it was a, a one day conference and the, we have the one main stage, which we have the keynote speaks, keynotes presentations and mm-hmm. the uh, different panel discussions. And then we had two separate uh, repo room, uh, which are organized by uh, industrial experts. Okay. And they would organize their own sub conference inside the conference. Um, and we don't have any uh, startup a competition or exhibition. The reason uh, was that we really want to get people to talk to each other so they have enough time to, to network. So it's lots of a, 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 lots of a, a presentation and sharing mm-hmm. the knowledge on okay. the climate space and then lots of networking. That's, that's uh, yeah, it's so important to build those spaces like that are very dedicated. Exactly. I, every time I go to like a bigger startup events, I feel like a bit lost and I never like learn about the real things that the te- the real climate tech that is there because I feel it gets sometimes lost like in yeah. the we, amount of different technologies. Exactly. We actually got feedback from uh, some participants that they wish the discussions even longer mm-hmm. uh, because especially in the repo room, uh, the discussion uh, some of the discussion lasts for an hour, 30 minutes, which okay. is not so common uh, in a tech conference because usually it's 20 minutes. Uh, you hear the the surface of the topic. Exactly. Uh, yeah. However, the repo room serves the function to have, to gather people to have more engaging and in-depth discussion. And then of course we have the main stage where people share uh, much shorter presentations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that was super nice, uh, but but then it, it is a team effort. Uh, it takes a village. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's amazing. Okay, so then next year, uh, it's something to watch, to look out for, and to buy the tickets and definitely come. <laughs> it's like <laughs> exactly you have to no no because I I really feel like uh, even if you want to learn about new like technologies that are more useful, um, then I'm, I'm sorry to say it. I don't want to like upset anyone with like a, another beacon, mm-hmm. you know, like something that actually can, can slow down, uh, the drowning of our earth. Um, it's great to have those dedicated spaces and it only showcases that Malma is growing when you have a more specific tech events organized here. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so I have to come next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to. Okay, so that's for sure. So anything else exciting happening? Uh, right now, mm-hmm. uh, 
That's actually a very hard question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I'm because I'm leaving. Uh, yes. So so that's the the sad part. Because yeah, yeah. the Malma community actually is, is losing you. But I hope for a short period of time. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I will I will come back. So so we don't have uh, any new projects right right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, so for me personally, is wrapping up yeah. uh, all the projects we have done earlier. Yeah. So what's uh, what's your? Do you want to talk about uh, about like what you're looking for? Oh, uh, I, doing or I, I the truth the truth is that I haven't seen my family for three years. Yeah, uh, more than three years now. Uh, so the reason I'm leaving is, is to go back to visit my family. That's amazing. Uh, and I don't have any other plans. I feel I, I feel like hugging your parents. Maybe maybe that's, that's already the best. that's already the best plan possible. And maybe we should all hug a bit more after the crazy years that exactly. that we've all uh, exactly. we've all had. But um, okay, so anything else about like this community or something you can recommend mm. maybe to founders here? Yeah. Uh, something to recommend to the founders yeah because you've been you've you've been um you've been a founder yourself like mm -hmm. you you are an entrepreneur uh but you also are the ecosystem right so you're building the community and the ecosystem yeah uh, i think a few things uh for founders especially founders i've encountered mm -hmm. uh, during my time working in the squam net region is that the a First of all, have have higher ambition. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen many founders uh, locally. Uh, I, I do understand the need of testing the product or service in the Nordic market first. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I think it's equally important to have a bit of a higher ambition that mm -hmm. the, this offering will become international offering. Yeah. And, and I think that would change uh, the founders like founders approach to certain things mm -hmm. because we had an event with one Japanese investor and the, his suggestion was that if you are going to build a global business, have your website in English because otherwise, yes. otherwise I, as investors, uh, couldn't understand because he, he's a Japanese investor. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the first thing Just think a, if you aim to build a global business, so I think it makes sense to have mm -hmm. a, a, at least an option in the website that is English for international investors, but also for international talents to be aware of your product offering. Definitely. And the second thing uh, I would say to be close to the community because it's very, very lonely to start a company. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, like you mentioned earlier, that failure it's not something people talk about very often. No. And so if uh, if you would be uh, pivoting your business several times, it can be very difficult. Uh, and I've met founders that the a, a couldn't pay the salary of employees in the next month, etc. So it's not a very easy uh, situation. But if you're part of the community, at least you feel less lonely in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, People, people are here to support you because everybody around in this particular community, they are in the same journey as you are going through. Uh, and I think that's extremely important. Uh, and the third thing, 
I think that's too important. You know, no, but it's so important because you know, like I can relate. Um, I've started like I, I run my own agency, right? It's, uh, like a boutique marketing agency, and sometimes I'm also sitting, and there are good months and bad months, and sometimes I'm also sitting, like, how am I going to pay for office next week? And it's you know, it's sometimes you just sit, sit down, you cry a little bit, you feel sorry for yourself for five seconds. You call like another founder, like you know, another founder is like yeah so this is like happening and they're like yeah like i couldn't pay salary to 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 my employee but everyone is kind of more understanding here about it like it's normal and i also feel i'm getting emotional but i feel i i feel that if you don't fail in those things like have you even tried right and sometimes i feel like i eat uh glass every day <laughs> trying to like figure out figure out like what what i what i'm doing and where i want to take my company and so i can't even imagine and it's like me and my business partner and we have a net of incredible people that we work with but we don't have like per se employees we don't employ people so i can't even imagine uh like when i have conversations with um some founders uh or employees of the startups and they're like, yeah, we're just trying to close that round. And like every day, you're almost like today, today, today. And it like takes a month or two months. And everyone's like the stress and everything and the commitment you have to have. Exactly. So this is like, this is, I understand. But I also hope, wish that we would talk about the moments where you don't have the money to pay for your office. It would be like more normalized. Exactly. That you talk about it. And, and I think uh, a, another point I want to add on is that the just please don't overbuild mm -hmm. uh, because we we at least during my work i've met so many founders that the uh they have no customers yeah. they have not validate validate uh if there's a product market fit but they have fully functional product which is insane and yes. such a waste of resources mm -hmm that you build this based on all the assumption you have and you spend so much effort and you probably even get some sort of a, a verification grant from different agencies, uh, different government agencies mm -hmm. to build this. But then uh, after spending so much time and effort and then when you're ready to launch the market, you realize that people are not willing to pay for it. Wow. And that's very yeah. tough for the founders as well. Uh, but, but then going back, uh, so I feel like, uh, yeah, try, I think that's probably everybody in the startup ecosystem knows, right? Lean startup, try not to overbuild. Yeah, um, defi definitely. Yeah. Well, um, like we're more like Ben and I advise in, and do support in terms of marketing and branding, but even us, like when we start working with someone or like we, we, we support the ecosystem as well. So we do it like, free advising as well. So like reach out, if, just email us and we'll like spend an hour, free hour with you. We'll, we'll, we'll love advising. Like we, we love to give back to the ecosystem as well. Um, and we're always like, yeah, do you really need to finish your product? Like, can't you already go to a customer and start testing it and maybe they pay you to finish it? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So don't finish your products, <laughs> put them out there and kind of, yeah, just get just feedback. Sell, 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 sell. Exactly, get feedback. Mm -hmm. yeah. And get a feedback. Yeah, exactly. Mm, all right, I know I wanted to ask you something else. 
tell me. Uh, yes, uh, because we've discussed, we, we've kind of talked about it before, and uh, you've been organizing the female uh, entrepreneurial breakfast. And I also feel that we're so privileged in terms of having um, a good women representation um, in like Malmö region. Um, and like, what do you think we should do more to to encourage more? I don't know if we can talk like if you can advise a bit more, or we can discuss more about like in getting more investments for for female entrepreneurs, mm. or like why is it in general? Like, how can we improve this? Uh, since you're leaving, uh, how can we like uh, how the we women who stay? Right? <laughs> that, that sounded dramatic, but how can we improve and what can we do? I think uh, like in the event we attended, both, we both attended, mm -hmm. there's, there's such a, a, to change this requires systematic change, right? Yeah. Um, because like one of the uh, speakers, she presented how uh, men and women were educated very differently since we were very, very young. It was heartbreaking. Exactly. Yeah. So, so for our listeners, basically, um, the boys are always educated that they can fail and they can be adventurous in their failures. So they get up and continue and that it's okay to be more adventurous and risky. And then the, the girls are taught um, to be polite and smile. Exactly. Right. And then like we, we as women, we have less space to fail. And one of the um, panelists also said uh, that this is why we don't get as much investments as well, because men get investments over and over again and they fail and they learn a lot from it. And then they go in and they get another ticket. But then women, we can only fail, like we can only succeed once. Exactly. I think that's so hard. Uh... Adding to what you said, I remember when I was a student, uh, I remember my teacher specifically told me, don't smile with, uh, uh, don't smile with showing your teeth. Wow. Uh, in Chinese, uh, it's called xiao bu lu chi. So you should, a good woman should smile without mm -hmm. showing the teeth. The polite, closed mouth smile. Yes. Exactly. I've heard about that. Yeah, mm -hmm. we have a phrase for that. Wow. Um, and, and so, so yeah, so so it's it's a huge problem. Uh, but when you ask me how can we change it, I guess we can just start by uh, educating ourselves mm -hmm. uh, more about how can we change. Uh, I, I'm not saying other part. I'm not saying like the men shouldn't change. I'm saying that just for us to be aware of potential bias the men, uh, the men has, and the potential obstacle we might face, mm -hmm. will empower us as well. So, for example, a, a, when men, at least from what I read, that the, when men was uh, doing a pitch, uh, they would have this uh, hockey stick of the presentation. Yeah. Oh, this is what we, in three years, we mm -hmm. will uh, achieve this, this figure. Yes. But the women's projection when they were pitching is much more, uh, much more humble. Really? Yes. Yeah. And I think oh, yeah. at least for us to be aware of this, so that hmm, maybe we should change, change that approach and the brag mm -hmm. a little bit about what we have achieved. Absolutely. And be slightly less humble. Um, because I, I guess this is something we can all start, uh, 
we'll start with. Be, be confident and uh, not being arrogant, but uh, but we don't need to be a undermine uh, what we have achieved and what we plan to achieve. Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. And I think like the word arrogant here is because, you know, like we women are considered arrogant, but the men who behave the same, they are considered um, uh, like powerful, not powerful, but they're bold. Bold, bold yes. Confident. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and, I, and it's, this is the best advice. Like, let, let's stop being humble and like, Let's rip out the microphone. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just, just, just let's uh, let's believe it. So, first of all, thank you so much for coming today. No problem. I feel like you're such an inspirational woman, and it's really like a pleasure. No, it's really. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm red. <laughs> uh, no, but I also feel that we should give praise to each other as women when when it's due, and it's just true facts. Um, so thank you so much for being such an amazing part of this community. We'll be crying when you're going to go, but you're going to hug your parents and then come back. So, so uh, since you are very into Nordics, could you tell me again the word that you uh, said in the beginning of the Chinese when you're attracted to like a certain way? Okay. I, I will not attempt to repeat because I'll butcher it, but it's a beautiful concept. I love that there's a word that describes it. Yeah. And then thank you so much uh, for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny. I, ho I, hope, I hope we'll do it again when you come back. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Bye.